They abandoned their tent and fled to a nearby forest. They were in such a hurry that they were only partially clothed and cut through the sides of their tent to save time. The temperature outside was minus 15 degrees and within hours they were all dead. This is the mystery of Detloff Pass. This is the Conspiracy Collective with Jill and Jenimal, your two favorite conspiracy theorists. And tonight, we want to talk about Detlov Pass. Uh oh. Spooky so, music. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about the history of the conspiracy room. What do you know about the case? Or what's the history? Uh, what have they told us? What do we know? So, what we know is that there was some. This happened in Russia, Detlov Pass. There were nine hiking students, Russian hikers, that were going up into, I guess it was called the Northern Neural Mountains or something like that. Okay, in 1959. Long, 1959. So long story short, um, they went hiking, uh, they got lost, and when they were found sometime later, um, there were some extremely unusual things that had occurred okay. at their campsite. All right. And all of them had passed. Right. So, so it got spooky. Okay. So six of them allegedly had died from hypothermia. However, three right. of them had shown signs of physical trauma. One of the victims had a fractured skull. Two of them had major chest fractures. And the body of one of the group members, his eyes, both of his eyes are missing. Uh, <laughs> and one of the victims was missing their tongue. Yes. Now, the investigation into the... Originally, into this... They said that it was a compelling nature of force that caused their deaths. Now, there's been numerous theories about their unexplained deaths. Deaths. It could have. It ranges from animal attacks to hypothermia to avalanches to infras. What is it? Infrasound. It causes some sort of induces some sort of panic, uh, military involvement, or a combination of all of those things. So it should be known that these are extremely experienced hikers. They were used to being out this type of weather. This was not unusual for them. Right. So. So they knew what weird they were doing theories. and how they were going to get through this. Mm -hmm. And a couple of weird theories are aliens, snowmen. Naturally, snowmen. Yeah. Right. Maybe they had accidentally uh, 
set up camp on some sort of tribe that was indigenous to that area and they didn't they didn't appreciate that right so one of the theories is that the the indigenous people that lived there were pissed off at them for being there because they're on uh, sacred tribal right. land uh, but they had written off that theory because that native uh, group of people were very peaceful okay. so they supposedly didn't put too much okay. um, there's always the alien theory because it's cool. there's okay so um, the government theory the government theory someone had gone in there and attacked them um, but I mean the one of the things is there there was a tent that they had sliced from the inside right out so they were trying to get out of the tent trying to run from the tent um, it looks like whatever it was had had caught them off guard. Um, they were unprepared for the off guard, not prepared. They're running around barefoot. Okay. Um, like you said, they had died of hypothermia. There was, I think, two of them that had run from the campsite and were found uh, a little ways away from it, down by a little creek or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Um, and but they had like really, really severe. They had trauma chest like right. their chest have been caved in uh, head and no, there's in. some i read something um, about their noses some maybe one of them their noses their nose was eaten taken off yeah um, now what about the theory so, that they <laughs> i read this that they had ingested maybe some bad mushrooms like it was a i mean yeah, but mushrooms aren't going to cave your head in. <laughs> well, and this is what I'm thinking. Like, if they had done something like that and they had attacked each other, there would, there would be, so, there would be, you know, proof or evidence that they had gone after okay. each other. But this is like something hit the fan and they scattered. And they were running from whatever it was and they were freaked the hell out. And some, um, and in that, here, in that instance... Some were caught, and then some just had escaped, but they died of hypothermia, maybe in hiding from whatever was going on. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, there's a couple of bodies, uh, Yuri Doroshenko and Yuri, I can't even pronounce the last name, um, were found about a mile away from the camp. They were surrounded, they were surrounding a small fire under a lone pine tree. Both were stripped to their underwear. It looked like someone had climbed the tree to search for something in the distance near this tree. The search party found the bodies of um, two other individuals, and they had perished on their way going back to the camp. So they, they had scattered, were looking to see what was going on, and then just didn't survive. Okay. Um, and the last four weren't found until the snow had melted about mm -hmm. two months later. Um, they're about 75 meters away from, the, from that pine tree in a ravine covered in snow. Um, the four there were actually suited up, um, but that no one really knows what had happened to cause all of this stuff. But there was bodies that had severe damage um, and they were crushing blows to the uh, torsos and all that stuff. Okay, so, so uh, 
what about something predatory like something that was stalking them now I did read that their special forces had came in and they couldn't find any other sort of tracks around so So what does that mean so nothing points to your standard things like if they had died of uh, weather you know, inclement with the weather, died of uh, mm-hmm. hypothermia or whatever. Nothing, it would, nothing would have caused, that wouldn't have caused them to freak okay. out the way they did. Um, if something had attacked them, there would be proof or remnants of that attack other than the mutilated bodies. Um, if it was special forces or something attacking, you know, hikers in college, you know, what did they stumble upon if that's the case and how did they cover their tracks? Um, if it was indigenous people, then no one ever talked about it. You know, if a, a tribe had attacked them, they would have said, yeah, we did this because you shouldn't be here. You know, um, all the normal theories um, don't really hold water because there's no proof in it. It's just all of a sudden these people freak, freaked out and ended up dead. But um, it was a really brutal way to die. And But mm-hmm. if there was a predator... They didn't leave well, any and I was just looking, and it said that the fatal injuries on the three bodies that succumbed to their death through that could not have been caused by another human being because the force of the blows were way too strong, and no soft tissue had been damaged. Yeah, that's another thing. It's a soft tissue. Um, so, how do you crush a body? without destroying the right. tissue you know so then you look at was there I don't know like a bomb or something I believe once it, they talked about some sort of bomb or explosion going off or whatever but there would be you would see that on the outside of the body there would be fire and heat and radiation and who knows what I mean you wouldn't crush the you know the, the skeleton of a human being without doing damage to the outside. Okay. And it also says that the victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal was ingested and that mm-hmm. they had left on their own accord on foot. So no one had, you know, drugged them out of there, anything like that. Like they, like you had said earlier, they literally climb their way out of that tent so I pictured they had dinner you know they hung out they did whatever they were going to do they're probably sleeping a few hours mm-hmm. into the night now maybe three to five hours and something happens they freak out they cut their way out of the tent they probably hear something some of them run off without getting dressed just okay. take off um, maybe some were already dressed and ran off in another direction. One of them, a couple of them found the tree and they're trying to look back to see what happened and they say come to the weather. And others were um, chased down and attacked and were seriously injured. All right. So, okay. So, so let's put that to the side for a second. Now, as far as like the one who had his eyeballs removed their nose was taken off that type of thing what do you think about 
the theory that those things were removed by, you know, birds or uh, wolves or things like that. Like those things were just, you know, plucked out and eaten, not necessarily having anything to do with the attack itself. That's a possibility. I mean, if they're laying face up and you have a, a and a tongue and things like that, right? Right. I mean, that's that's soft tissue. That's what they're going to go okay. for first. Um, so that's plausible. I, I, those types of injuries could have occurred after the fact. Okay. Most definitely. Um, if you know, I don't know, like a, a wolf or anything like that. Right. They're just going to start. So, but birds. Okay. But a a bird would be a little bit more picky, mm-hmm. perhaps. But I mean. How often do you hear about birds picking out eyes? I have no idea. One, it's just not a common, you don't really hear about it, you know? So, I mean, is is it possible? Yes. Is it plausible? Maybe. I don't know. Um, But then you look at other things like, you know, when you have, let's go back to the UFO theory, where you have um, cattle mutilations and they go and they pluck out the eyeballs Mm -hmm. and the tongues and they'll basically core the animal out, remove all the blood, and drop it back on the ground. Like, how is this happening? How does this occur? Where are they getting the precision to do this? And then, let's say you apply this theory to the Detlog Pass, and, you know, was it, this is what they're learning how to do? Maybe they haven't gotten their, their practices down just right, and they mutilate these kids for, you know, no reason i mean it's a stretch it's a huge stretch um but i mean who knows um but they were freaked out whatever it was Uh, and it was something whatever this was was something to put a lot of fear into them and send them out into the weather um just they scattered okay so tricky one there was a 12 year old who had attended like a funeral of the five hikers and he recalled that the skin of the hikers that remained were a deep brown they he he said was a deep brown tan color now another group of hikers south of that incident reported that they had seen strange orange spheres in the sky to the north on the night of that incident. And I guess similar spheres were observed adjacent to the area that continued from February until March. And that's been by various independent witnesses including, by the way, the meteorologist, Meteorology Service and the military. They are not notated in the initial investigation in 1959. However, years later, independent witnesses have come forward and said they have also seen those same strange orange spherical lights in the sky. So... You got to, I mean, if people are seeing these orbs, um, 
a lot of those orbs are attributed to mm-hmm. UFOs or another species or who knows what alternate life form uh, alternative life form EVE if that's the case if there are these orbs and it was something that had attacked them of another dimension or what I mean who knows what happened that's that would be even more frightening than the you know it being a wild animal but you gotta wonder you know why are they seeing these orbs but would it scare them enough why did the other crew get attacked leave their tent like that you know I don't think so either not an orb alright so let's talk about this I I have this other theory Hmm. have you ever heard of infrasound alright so yes when you have infrasound it can create a vortex of land and in those in the swirl of that vortex wind it can create dizziness um, panic dread nausea confusion okay so their tent was in the middle of this which it's documented it's called the Carmen vortex and the wind is blowing around the mountain peak and it creates this this vortex right and it could have created the infrasound below the range of human hearing so they couldn't hear it and the tent could have been in the middle of that vortex's path so you have full force infrasound coming at you and now you've got panic dread confusion nausea whatever and it makes them all crazy so they think something's coming for them because remember there's no other tracks around them and they they in their mind think something is coming so they panic and they disperse and then they just succumb to the elements however maybe in the confusion and the panic and the the dread a couple of them who maybe the, the ones had, that had gotten out farther they had just succumbed to the elements but the ones that were clustered together they turned on each other that's possible I mean that's logical I mean if you if you're out in the wilderness and you have the wind blowing and it creates a vortex around those mountains mm-hmm. it's basically like a shimmy so wind will come on either side of a, of a mountain and then like the left side will take over and then it'll, it'll, it'll swing back and forth and it'll create these little circles that swirl out and right. if your head's in there essentially um, it can definitely mess especially with because oh. the thing that keeps coming back into my mind is the fact that there's no other tracks anywhere else yeah that is that's what has so what if this whole thing was just this high wind vortex that was created 
within that little peak with any accidentally second man campsite up in having no idea that that was what was coming and then this is what happened yeah I mean it's very hard to understand natural phenomenon like that and it's hard to pin it down because people get caught up in right. the whole mystery of it and science often times gets passed off to the side um but I mean, they shut the pass down for three years after that, so nobody, okay. you know, may not have accounted that. But then it is also right. the perfect storm. You know, all all these things have to be in concert with each other for this to occur. So, I mean, right. were they drinking? Did the vortex impact them? Um, had, mm-hmm. Were they hallucinating in any form? Uh, were they succumbing to altitude? sickness or anything like that so i mean it is one mystery that i i don't know that anybody will be able to solve anytime soon because there's no concrete evidence right and anything. they have but there are a I lot mean, of possibilities what, like they just like about a year ago reopened the case to see what they could mm-hmm. determine on what happened and they still have nothing I mean, it's so far removed. All, all, all the evidence is, you know, it's it, you're so it's just such a cold case. I guess you could say that it would be difficult to get answers, especially when you have no witnesses. I think that's the biggest thing. There's no witnesses. Now, as you know, mm-hmm. you have people on the other side of the hill that saw lights, but you know. Now, on this infrasound theory, there is some. Um, documentation on it and it does say that the traumatic injury suffered by the three of the victims were a result of them stumbling over the ledge of the ravine in the darkness and landing on the rocks at the bottom due to the um, distress caused by the wind that passes over the top of the mountains that causes physical discomfort and mental distress to hikers so they were driven to leave their tent by whatever means necessary, fled down the slope, and by the time they were further down the hill, they would have been out of the infrasound's path and could have tried to regain composure, but because it was so dark, they were unable to return to their shelter. And then they, they yeah, awesome. because it was so dark, they stumbled over the ledge of the ravine and that's what caused those specific injuries to those uh, three hikers and apparently that infrasound it also is capable of inducing panic attacks in humans yeah panic attack would definitely send people running right I don't know if we're ever going to know. They reopened this case. They still, they still are coming to the conclusion that it was a natural phenomenon. So I don't know if we're ever really going to know what happened. That's a tough one. However, That's there hasn't been anything like it since that we've heard that, of. That's a good point. So. I mean, if it was 
if this infrasound was a well and just on a side note uh sometimes i've also heard that when you're in a hypothermic state there's something called a paradoxal undressing where you remove your clothes in response because you're feeling like you're burning hot but it's actually your you know you're uh, freezing to death so when you catch sometimes people who are undressed and they're in a frozen situation and they come out naked or in less layers it's because they perceive that they are you know that they're burning but they're really you're burning because you're so cold right again whatever this was it was the perfect storm there could have been any number of things like you talked you know that the the sound maybe Mm -hmm. they did see orbs maybe their orbs were there maybe that in conjunction with the infrasound potentially they were experiencing hypothermia maybe they were drinking and like i said now i also saw something about their stove was not working that there was a stove malfunction and if that's the case Mm -hmm. that there's some sort of uh, methylamine or some sort of chemical that could be contributing No? Hello? Oh, okay. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Lost you for a second. <sighs> it's tough, man. It's really tough. I mean, yes, I, I that is possible if there if there's chemicals in there um, that got into their mm-hmm. into respiratory, messed with their head. Totally. Okay. Totally. I would agree. Well, it's one for the books, and I don't know if we're ever really going to know what happened. And I um, will. Um, I'm not sure what really is going on with that. I don't know if we're ever really going to know. Well, I think it's a fascinating story. I think just just on the just looking at it, it it's one for the books that no one's really going to be able to figure out because again if there's all these different contributing factors i mean how are you going to put them all back together um, but yeah it, it's it's a really fascinating and frightening story not in russia and not in the snow i'm in the cabin <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> All right, you guys, let us know what you guys think about this case, and uh, we will talk to you guys again soon.